Marcus Simeon was the first domino to fall when the Rangers were pulling out of their rebuild and on the Rangers' first ever championship team. He was the captain, the catalyst, and the leadoff batter for all of the Rangers games in 2023. On today's show, we're breaking down the importance of his season, how great it was, and a little bit of free agency news already coming out. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers. Your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on to the World Series champion Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan, covering this team for 10 seasons, including all five as the founder and host of this podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Paddock. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Now, on today's show, we're breaking down the greatness of Marcus Simeon's 2023 season, a season where he was filled with awards and success and leadoff home runs and a World Series championship to boot. Let's start by looking at the awards that Marcus Simeon won this season. He was an all-star for the second time in his career, finished third in AL MVP voting, won a Silver Slugger, also won the Heart and Hustle Award, and almost assuredly, along with Corey Seager, which I didn't mention yesterday because the award hasn't been given out just yet, um, but he's almost assuredly going to be first team all MLB for his absolutely sensational season. Now, his overall stats were absolutely fantastic this year. Just the model of consistency, exactly what you expect from Marcus Simeon when you sign him. 162 games this year, led Major League Baseball in the regular season with 753 plate appearances. This was the third year in a row that he read, led Major League Baseball in plate appearances, and he has done that four out of the last five seasons. Also led the American League with 185 hits, 122 runs scored, exactly 100 RBIs did not lead the league, but still very, very good from your leadoff hitter. 40 doubles, 4 triples, 29 homers, a slash line of 276, 348, 478, and 826 OPS, which was the third best of his career. He was absolutely dominant offensively, defensively, on the base pass, as a leader. Just everything you want from Marcus Simeon, he gave you. His 10 leadoff home runs this year were a franchise record. And oh, by the way, um, he had a 7.4 baseball reference war season this year, which led all American League position players. It is the fifth best B-war season by a Rangers position player in franchise history. His 753 plate appearances in the regular season were first in franchise history, 122 runs, fifth in franchise history, and his 40 doubles tied for 25th in franchise history for a single season. And if you combine what he did in the playoffs as well, he set a Major League Baseball record for 835 plate appearances between a regular season and a postseason. The guy just did not miss time. He was always there. He was always coming up. He was always on the field for his team. He was never going to take a day off, never going to take a playoff, never going to take a few innings off, even in blowout games throughout this year. I mean, Marcus Simeon did not want to be taken out because he is Mr. Iron Man. He, there's a reason the Heart and Hustle Award went to him. It is just the Marcus Simeon Award of just guys just respect around the league from players and managers. I mean, players really 
you know, respect guys who post, as they say, uh, not post online like the rest of us do, um, but guys who show up every day, do not miss time, do not have injuries, like just, just fight through whatever, you know, aches and pains and sores they're going through. Not everybody can do that all the time. It's, it's not a, you know, black mark on somebody if they have an injury. But Marcus Simeon being able to take care, such good care of his body, being able to, you know, not miss time barely at all. I mean, looking at his uh, spot track page and, and going onto the injuries tab, you, you see literally one thing on there for his entire career. He missed 83 days with a wrist injury in 2017 from April to July. And that's it. That's it. That's insane for a guy to be that good, that consistent, and, and you know, literally just there every single day to be counted on. It is a remarkably important skill for a season that is so incredibly long. Um, it is Marcus Simeon is just he's just the exact kind of guy that every major league manager. It's their dream to have a guy like that. You just pencil him in leadoff spot every single day. Short or second pace, not shortstop anymore. He's going to play there every day, and he is not going to ask for a day off. He's not going to need any special attention. He's not going to need anything. He's just going to go in there, go about his business, and be ex- extremely, extremely successful at it just every single day. That is an underrated skill set in a, in a sport that really requires it. I mean, he's just... He's everything you want. He is everything you want in an everyday guy, in a top dollar free agent. That is what you want. Guys who go out there, who perform, who do exactly what you pay them to do. And that's why you pay them the big bucks. And without Marcus Simeon, he was the first domino to fall in the Rangers, you know, ex- extremely accelerated rebuild. He was the first big guy to sign on. And I don't think that it, it often gets appreciated enough and or at least like thought about enough because without Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager does not sign here. He was straight up said that it, it is not a, you know, judgment call. It is a fact. And by having Marcus Simeon be the first one to really believe in the new era of the Texas Rangers, to believe in this franchise, to believe in the direction that this team was heading after, you know, coming off a miserable season, an absolutely miserable season for the team to bet on him in that way and for him to bet on them as well is just a huge sign of the admiration that, that Marcus has for this organization and for him to be able to pay off their belief in each other for both of them to, to pay it off is, is just such an awesome moment, an awesome feeling of this guy took a chance on, on this team when it was at one of its lowest points in a while where the future did not look super bright, but, the Rangers had a vision. Chris Young and John Daniels had a vision and Ray Davis had a vision for how this team would pull out of that awful, awful year and be in contention by 2023. And you know what they were and they won it all in 2023 and are set up to be very, very good for the entire duration of his seven year contract. Well, outside of year one, but the Rangers needed a little bit of time to get themselves dusted off, to get themselves off the ground. And they did. And Marcus Simeon was a huge, huge part of that, of, of being there every single day. His playoff run wasn't his best baseball. It wasn't. And that's fine. 
because throughout every single game during the regular season, he was there. He was leading this team. When Corey Seager went down due to injury, he was there leading this team. When the Rangers needed that final push down the stretch, he was there leading this team, taking his offense to another level in the final months of the season in wins. When the Rangers and the Rangers 90 wins, when he, when Marcus Simeon was in there, which was every single one of these 90 ones wins, uh, he had a 968 OPS in wins and a 645 OPS in losses. I mean, it was said over and over again that this offense goes as Marcus Simeon goes. And for the most part, that was pretty true. It wasn't super true for the first three rounds of the playoffs. Took until the World Series for Marcus to really have his breakout series. And honestly, I was a little bit skeptical that uh, maybe Marcus Simeon should have taken like just just like one day off every once in a while. I didn't think it'd be that big a deal, but it's a source of pride to Marcus. It's it's who he is. It's part of his identity. It's part of his value in being an everyday major league player. And I think he's probably going to do it yet again next year. His age 33 season. I mean, he's 32 years old this year and he has got a 5,821 um, plate appearances as a big leaguer, 1,343 games as a big leaguer in now 11 seasons. He is a big part of this team's success and it may not always be the flashiest. It may not always be the most exotic, um, you know, the showiest, but that's who Marcus Simeon is. He's a guy who just comes in and puts his head down and does the unsexy work of being a very good leadoff player, of seeing a lot of pitches. And the thing that he got better at this year that I think was a huge part of me loving still seeing him in the leadoff spot every single day is his walk rate was was much, much better this year. He's not a guy who is particularly walked at a super high clip in his career, just a 9% walk rate for his career. But in 2022, when he was the Rangers leadoff hitter in 161 games out of 162, he had a 7.3% walk rate, which was fine. It's not great, though. And he wasn't seeing in, you know, insane amount of pitches. This year, a 9.6% walk rate. That is significantly better. And he was incredible at not striking out. His his strikeout rate was in the 91st percentile of Major League Baseball. Whiff rate, top 10%. Chase rate, top 12% of baseball. He was just not expanding the zone. He was not beating himself. And he was letting Corey Seager and everybody else behind him in this lineup see a lot of pitches. And that is what great leadoff player, <laughs> leadoff hitters do. Coming up, we're going to look at what else has made Marcus Simeon's season so great. The top five moments for him this year and a little bit of news on the free agent market that's already moving. Right after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including sports including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can go bet on Marcus Simeon to um, maybe you can look at his MVP odds for next year. He finished third this year, which is uh, the third time he's finished in the top three in AL MVP voting for his career. Maybe next year is is the year he takes home the award for the first time in his career. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe you can bet on the Rangers to go back-to-back in their World Series odds. Check it out at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
Shout out to the everydayers for making Lockdown Raiders your first listen every single day on Wednesday's show. I'll be breaking down Adolis Garcia's fantastic season where he's submitting himself among the best Rangers right fielders of all time and looking back at some of his absolutely sensational playoff moments. Now, before we get into Marcus Simeon's top five moments of this season, I just wanted to look a little bit at his fielding, which is just absolutely insanely good. I don't know how he hasn't won a gold glove either the last two years. I mean, Andres Jimenez of the Guardians has been very good, but I feel like Marcus Simeon just deserves a little bit more love on his defense. He should be a gold glover. He was a gold glover uh, for the first time in his career with the Toronto Blue Jays in his first year playing second base every day, which was kind of wild. He was a gold glove finalist again this year and I believe last year as well, um, but did not win the award either time. But his outs above average is in the 99th percentile of all of Major League Baseball. 99th percentile. Top 1% of baseball. He was absolutely sensational with his glove, making diving stops, having expanded range, having a short stops range at second base is huge. It's absolutely huge, especially in year one without the shift. Something that I feel like we kind of forgot about collectively because it wasn't there and thought, okay, well... That's not there, so we don't have to think about it. But having, you know, basically two shortstops in your middle infield is very, very valuable. And I think that Marcus Simeon's defense is a part of his game that is uh, often overlooked. It's mainly just people look at, oh, he can hit for power and he can kind of steal bases. He stole 14 this year, significantly less than his 25 stolen bases last year. I think that was more of a concerted effort on the entire team to just be less stolen base focused, which was kind of a weird strategy decision um, because all of the rules that were implemented to make it easier to steal bases. Um, but I digress. Marcus Simeon's defense is a criminally underrated part of why he is so freaking good. And uh, him just being there to make every single play and, and make very, very few errors uh, is is one of the things that uh, goes overlooked about Marcus Simeon's greatness. Now let's look at the top five best moments for Marcus Simeon's season on yesterday's show with Corey Seegers breaking down his season in review. Suck it to five playoff moments because, well, let's fake it, face it, Corey Seager had um, a plethora of great playoff moments. Not as many great regular season moments, but Marcus Simeon had a bunch of great moments in the playoffs and regular season. So I'm combining his top five in regular season and postseason. Starting with number five, his grand slam, a game capping victory on Sunday night baseball back in April, sealing the win, the first Rangers road series win in Houston since 2019. That was a huge moment. And uh, I forgot that this little bunny hop, that uh, the clip that was circulating around Astros Twitter, being very angry about Marcus Simeon being so disrespectful to you know give a little hop on home plate. Just an absolutely delightful moment from the season. Hitting that home run to make it a six to nothing ball game off of Hector Neris instead of a two to nothing ball game, sealing that series win. Just an underrated great part. A sign early on in the season that the Rangers were legit. This was not the 2021 Rangers. This is not the 20. 22 Rangers. This is not the 2020 Rangers. This is an actually a very, very good team. And going into Houston and punching them in the mouth like that, especially with that home run off of one of their best relievers in Hector Neris, a grand slam, and you know doing that kind of damage to Framber Valdez in that game, that was a sign that the balance of power in the AL West was starting to shift. Now, granted, the Rangers didn't win the AL West division title. In case you forgot that, um, you know, uh, it's it's been a while since the Fox broadcasters have been around to remind you, but. Um, the Rangers won the AL pennant. They won the entire freaking 
league in the World Series. And Marcus Simeon was a big old part of that. And that little stomp on home plate, I hope he does it every single time he hits a home run in Houston. And just in general, honestly, because that little bunny hop just brings me so much joy. Now, number four favorite moment from Marcus Simeon this season was his retaliation homer, his justice dealing home run off of Framber Valdez in the absolute blowout game, the final regular season game the Rangers played in Houston. So the Rangers technically not quite a streak, but went into um, Houston into the ALCS with a technically winning streak of, of one game in Houston. So the Rangers right now have an active win streak of games at Minimi Park of five games. But the retaliation to run homer after getting hit by a pitch from Framber Valdez in retaliation for, you know, uh, Andrew Heaney hitting Jordan Alvarez completely unintentionally on an 0-2 pitch. And Framber Valdez very clearly intentionally drilled Marcus Simeon and was allowed to stay in the game. He was allowed to hit somebody else later on, Nathaniel Lowe. But Marcus Simeon got his revenge, got a two-run homer into those Crawford boxes, walked around the base paths, and was greeted by a chirping Martin Maldonado, who he proceeded to give the shush sign and the greatest meme that Rangers have in a long time. The greatest response to anything that any Astros fan says to you, just tweet out that picture of just shush, shush, forever. A guy who is not loud, is not in your face, is not, you know, very emotional. Him getting emotional in that moment and being just calm, cool, and collected and just, just shut up, Martin Maldonado. You're bad. Your team's bad. We beat you. We are beating the crap out of you. And him enjoying that uh, Adoles Garcia Grand Slam later on in that game um, to the degree he did was also a just that whole game was was an all time favorite regular season game against the Houston Astros. Now, number three moment. A lot of these came against the Astros. Actually, most of these came against the Astros outside of the World Series moment. This is in game one of the ALCS. This is a defensive play and not a highlight reel play. But I mean, technically, it is a highlight reel play because it went to review, and I have watched it many, many times over. But the headiness from Marcus Simeon on that double play flyout to realize in the eighth inning that Jose Altuve had gone past second base and did not retouch second base in the eighth inning on that amazing leaping grab by Evan Carter in left field to stomp on second base for the Rangers to have the wherewithal to make that play, to see that, and then call it out to replay to say, hey, you need to challenge this because they got this wrong on the field. It just shows the kind of, you know, smart, veteran, savvy move for him to realize that in the moment, to be watching for it, and uh, to take advantage of it. It was just a delightful play showing why Marcus Simeon was a silver slugger at second base and, and not... Jose Altuve. Actually, that's not the reason why, but just a nice little, nice little capper that the Rangers have the best second baseman in all of Major League Baseball this year. Mr. Consistency, Mr. Captain, uh, just an absolutely delightful human being and a fantastic baseball player on your World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Now, the number two moment from Marcus Simeon's 2023 season was kind of a, a, a just a one game. A, I'm combining all of the, the well, I guess, two different plate appearances, two different results, but game four of the World Series, he had a two-run triple with two outs off of Castro and a three-run homer to make it 10 to nothing, five RBIs in the span of three innings. Just an absolutely incredible outpouring of offense by the Texas Rangers and mainly by Marcus Simeon. I mean, that game ended up being a blowout, but 
when Marcus Simeon stepped up and hit that two-run triple of that delightful highlight, highlight that I will watch forever of Lourdes Goriel just kind of like crawling on the ground. <laughs> this is a ball that just completely got away from him, made it from a one nothing game to a 3 nothing game. Then Corey Seager followed up with a two-run homer to make it a 5 nothing game. And then when it was already almost out of reach in a 7 nothing game in the third inning, Marcus Simeon said, Here's my first home run of the playoffs. Sorry it took me so long to get it, but put it in a 10-0 game to take it out of reach to give the Rangers the 3-1 series edge. Just a delightful game from him. A fantastic offensive outburst. Most of the offense that he, he did in that World Series came in that game. And the offense that didn't come there came from his top moment of the season, Number one moment for Marcus Simeon in the 2023 season is hitting the game ceiling home run in the clincher. Game five, ninth inning, two-run homer to take this from, I think the Rangers are probably going to win, to, oh my God, the Rangers are absolutely going to win the World Series. There is no doubt about it. Watching him skip around the base pass, just floating on air, and showing emotion, raising his arms, screaming to the heavens, just an absolute unbridled moment of joy. Probably the number two moment for me in this uh, of that game, besides the the Spores, you know, spike, glove slam. Just it, it gives me more chills watching that home run than it does watching Corey Seager and Adoles Garcia's home runs in Game One. Not that not that Marcus Simeon's was more important. I mean, they're all incredibly important. You needed every single run, every single moment from this playoff run. But at that moment, just that ceiling of the whatever doubt was left back in the back of your minds of the Rangers fans minds of my mind as well of you know the Rangers it's not done until it's done it's it's there's still there's still a chance that that the Diamondbacks come back and and this goes all the way to a game seven the Rangers still find a way to lose this World Series because we have all been very beaten and broken and seeing Marcus Samian hit that home run the cherry on top of the delightful Sunday that was game five of the World Series was just a everything is good, everything is going our way, everything is is finally right in the universe kind of moment, and it just it brought me chill because that was that was the moment for me, and I think for a lot of fans that it was like okay, instead of this could happen to this is for sure happening, and I'm so glad that it was capped off by Marcus Simeon, the guy who had a rough postseason, had a great regular season, and was there when it mattered most for the Texas Rangers. Coming up, we're going to look at uh, where he fits among Rangers second baseman all time, where this season fits, the absolute joy of him having this great of a season, and a little bit of news that has been going on in the early rounds of free agency. Right after this word from our sponsors. Shout out to the Everyday for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day on Thursday's show. That's right. We'll be having a show on Thanksgiving. I'll be talking about the things that I am most thankful for from this World Series run and just things in general in baseball that I am thankful for. Now, this is one of Marcus Simeon has become one of the best free agent signings in Rangers franchise history. Like Corey Seager, like Jacob deGrom, like even the John Gray contract. It does not matter what happens for the rest of the life of this contract. Forever and ever and ever, it will have been worth every single cent. Even if somehow the Iron Man, you know, loses a limb and becomes unable, physically unable to play baseball. For the rest of this contract, the $175 million was absolutely worth it. Seven years 
was a lot of money for a guy who is heading into his age 31 season. who had really only had two truly great seasons at that point. But credit to Marcus Simeon for banking on himself, betting on himself, taking that one-year deal with the Blue Jays in 2021 before he signed that big, long contract with the Rangers. And the Rangers saw something in him. They said, this is a guy who fits the culture we want to have, who is the type of player that is you know worth this type of money is the type of guy who takes care of his body so well that we are not worried about him not holding up in the back half of this contract i mean maybe he he's not great in his age 36 and uh or 35 36 37 season but it doesn't matter it no longer matters even the slightest bit he is i think the best second baseman in rangers franchise history shout out to ian kinsler who uh you have lost that title because I mean, you win a World Series and you're part of of the greatest team in franchise history and you play such a pivotal part. That is that is grounds for all-time great, which is what Marcus Simeon is. And I think at this point, he's probably going to get his number retired, his, his number two. I don't think that the Rangers are going to retire into the other previous number twos. Uh, shout out to some greats in uh, Charlie Culberson, Jeff Mathis, Hanser Alberto, Leonis Martin, Jerkson Profar, Taylor Teagarden, um, Drew Meyer. Michael Young even wore it for the first couple of years of his time here in 2000 and 2001. Um, yeah, those are some uh, some pretty good number twos, but not quite the level of Marcus Simeon. Now, there have been some signings early on in free agency. Aaron Noah, one of the top pitchers on the market, he is going back to Philadelphia, signed a seven-year, $172 million deal. Almost very similar to Marcus Simeon's deal, but about $3 million short. He is the biggest free agent to sign so far. I was a little surprised that he moved so early. Um, But, hey, he knew what he wanted. The Phillies knew what they wanted. Brought him back. Felt comfortable. And he is probably going to be a Philly for life. And congratulations to him for getting that deal. I think that's the most money that any pitcher will get on this market outside of Yamamoto and outside of Otani. I don't see Blake Snell getting more than $172 million. I don't think that this sets the market that, oh, this is what Jordan Montgomery is going to get. I just don't see that. I mean, he's he's got a a very similar track record to Aaron Noah in terms of what he is you know not quite track record but you know skill set of you know availability durability and making all his starts that's what Aaron Noah was signed to do and that's why the Phillies love him so much and I I know a lot of other teams very much liked Aaron Noah as well I don't know if the Rangers were you know for sure in on him I'm sure they definitely kicked the tires he was somebody that I looked at and thought maybe that'd be a good fit just getting a guy who you know is going to go out there every fifth day and and give you five to seven innings pretty much every single time out. And that is very, very valuable. Also, other news from around the league, not a free agent news, but I guess technically he's a free agent now. But Brandon Woodruff, the former starting pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, was non-tendered by the Brewers. He sustained a shoulder injury late on in this season, did not pitch in the playoffs, and is I'm pretty sure he's going to miss the entirety of the 2024 season. So instead of paying his salary and having him on the IL, the Brewers said, no thanks, we're just going to go ahead and cut you and whatever happens, happens. They couldn't get any trade value out of him of somebody wanting to trade for him and then sign him to a contract extension. I thought that might happen, um, but the Brewers just said, we're going to go full on into the cheapness mode and cut one of the best starting pitchers for the last couple of years, which, you know, makes sense. But I don't think the Rangers are going to be 
jumping out there to sign Brandon Woodruff. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kick the tires on it, but you have to sign him to a two-year deal. If he's not going to pitch this year, then, I mean, the Rangers already have, especially if they look after Otani, they already have DeGrom, who's not going to pitch until late on this year. Um, and if they signed Otani, then they would have two pitchers who are not going to pitch for most or if not all of 2024 and then would be back on the hill in 2025 um i i I just don't really see the rangers having an interest there but one guy who i did think the rangers i don't know if they necessarily for sure had interest i had interest in him being with the rangers reynaldo lopez a reliever who had been with the white Sox and also the angels and also the cleveland guardians who is uh, just right in step with lucas giolito guys who both came up through the national system were both traded to the white Sox together um, were both traded to the Angels together, and somehow both, uh, after getting you know cut by the Angels, ended up on the Guardians together. So I'm hoping that the Braves end up signing uh, Lucas Giolito because they did sign Reynaldo Lopez to a three-year, $26 million deal. They also have an option for, I believe, the next two seasons, at least the next season, for $8 million. They're going to try him out as a starting pitcher, which is not something that I thought would happen, not something that I would have bet on the Rangers to do or would have wanted the Rangers to do. Lopez is a guy who's got very, very nasty stuff. Very good strikeout numbers. Um, Since he has been in a relief role with the White Sox, he has been much better in that role than he was as a starter. Very, very good stuff. I think the Braves think, oh, well, the White Sox aren't the best organization at developing starting pitchers. So maybe we can fix him and make him a starter. I think it's an interesting gamble. I think it's a a good bet for them. It's a bummer for me because I would have really liked to have Reynaldo Lopez on the Rangers. But at three years, $26 million, it's a bit out of what I would spend for a guy who's probably going to be your seventh or eighth inning guy. Um, probably more likely seventh inning, I think, depending on on which version of Josh Spores shows up in camp next year. Um, but hey, it, it's good to see the free agent market is already kicking off. I think Shohei Otani is going to sign within the next, like, I don't know, two weeks, probably before winter meetings is, is the rumors that I'm hearing, and I don't think we're going to hear anything about who he's meeting with. I'm sure the Rangers are meeting with him, but uh, he values his secrecy, values his privacy, and uh, if any team is, news gets leaked out about those teams meeting with Otani, he has said he is going to take them out of the running. So if you have not heard anything about the Rangers to Otani actually meeting, that's on purpose. That's a good thing. You want to keep hearing nothing until you hear him signing with the Rangers or um, somebody else, but you know, if the Rangers do sign him, you're not going to hear anything about it until that deal goes final. But one last pitcher, a former Ranger great, Lance Lynn, signed a one-year $10 million deal to go back to the Cardinals. He was an extremely homer-prone guy, not somebody who I really thought the Rangers would be in on. The guy who's been, again, very durable, very consistent, but um, very homer-prone this past year. I believe it was 40 home runs that he gave up during the regular season. Just a lot of home runs. Um, not somebody who I think the Rangers would have kicked the tires on. Good depth piece for the Cardinals who need all the pitching that they can get. Maybe they can get him back to not allowing a bazillion home runs, but they they need a lot of starting pitchers. So uh, congrats to Lance Lynn, former Ranger great, on the big league deal and the extra $10 million in your pocket. Now, I don't know if we're going to get more stuff. I'm recording this Monday night, trying to work ahead for this Thanksgiving weekend. So uh, there might be some deals that leak out or that happen, you know, in between me recording these podcasts and me signing them, doing a little bit more working ahead during the off season because again, there's more time to you know spread things out, and I would like to spend all of Thanksgiving and Black Friday with my family, not having to worry about recording a podcast. So working ahead, 
And uh, if a deal comes out, then I will definitely be on there to record an emergency podcast about them. But until that happens, I will have all of these episodes ready down the pipeline. And tomorrow's show about Adolfo Garcia should be a very, very fun one. Reliving all of those El Bomi moments, especially those ones in the playoffs. Some absolutely glorious home runs. Just reliving and experiencing those is going to be a lot of fun. Just like it was reliving and experiencing the Corey Seager playoff run and, you know, just waxing poetic about the greatness of Marcus Simi. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy World Series champion Texas Rangers baseball.